Well, Kurt, we want to welcome Brian uh, to our radio broadcast this morning. Brian works our third shift, and uh, we're just happy to have you on this morning. Morning, Jeff. Thanks. Brian, uh, how long have you worked at the, the Haven now? I'm going on five and a half years already. Well, you know, Brian, uh, being in the ministry for five and a half years, I know even before you, you became full-time at the ministry, you were actually volunteering. Why don't, why don't you share a little bit about uh, what you were doing as a volunteer? Um, actually, I called up to volunteer. I thought maybe I could go work in, um, uh, when I talked to Jan, I said, uh, I'd like to work in food or, or somewhere like that or uh, over at the main mission. I'd like to preach. And Jad said, well, uh, I don't think that's going to happen right away. And I said, okay. <laughs> I said, well, what do you have? She said, I have the tub room for you. And I said, well, what's that? And uh, I threw tubs for uh, quite a while. And uh, Brian, so, let me interrupt you. You use the vernacular, I threw tubs. So maybe our listening audience doesn't know what you're re- referring to. And, uh, um, I was uh, um, working in an area where the clients uh, come and check their personal belongings in and uh, get ready for the night um, where they'll get their pajamas and get all tidied up uh, to have a comfortable sleep in, uh, in the dorms. And um, so all their clothes come in there, and we have about 100 tubs in the summertime and uh, more than that, maybe 150 in the winter. Um, but we get those tubs, and uh, they are stacked about five high, and uh, you get to swing them uh, up and down uh, in there, and then the guys bring them back. And the uh, uh, cool thing is you get to meet a lot of the guys mm-hmm. uh, back there, so it's, it's a real interactive area. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Brian, um, going through volunteering, eventually you got hired in as full-time working third shift. And, Kurt, we know – uh, working whether you're in the women's day room at the harvest home in the or the men's day room really this is what we call the frontline battlefield um, mm-hmm. there is enormous I, I always say there's enormous amounts of spiritual warfare that goes on because we are actually dealing with a lot of people um, that struggle with addictions so you're working third shift why don't you share with our listening our audience what is your times uh, that you work what are your hours and uh, what are some of your responsibilities um, I come in at 11 o'clock, um, work till around 7.30 or 8 o'clock in the morning, depending on whether it's a weekday or a, a weekend. Um, really, the time doesn't matter. I, I do what I do until it's time to go. And uh, some of my responsibilities are uh, just some of the, the typical uh, house cleaning stuff is uh, we check some computer printouts to make sure where the guys are uh, in the evening times. Uh, we do have men out there working uh, that are, have got their uh, lives on a whole nother level. Um, we are the, the haven of rest, but we're also a step up. So uh, these are some of the men that have stepped up. So they're working jobs. They're coming in and uh, uh, to do that. And, you know, I tell the guys sometimes um, the Haven Arrest is just an alternate sleeping arrangement. They can live their lives the way they should here. Um, and they do. So at any rate, we have uh, have those guys coming in. Then we have guys, uh, as the night goes on, we'll have people buzz the buzzer um, that have been out uh in some various uh, situation, it all depends. We could have um, somebody that just was traveling through, didn't have any place to stay, didn't have much money. We could have uh, people coming in from the hospital, police department. We could have people just out roaming around that that need to have some ministry and a place to sleep. Uh, and then, of course, we uh, deal with a lot of the uh, habitually homeless uh, in the area mm-hmm. uh, that are quite uh, familiar with us here at the Haven. Um, then we have what we call wake-ups. So we have uh, a 3 a.m. wake-up, a 4 a.m. wake-up, a 5 a.m. wake-up, and then our regular 6. So what happens is uh, the men have wake-up times, just like regular. They don't even have to set an alarm clock. I'm it. Uh, so I go back, and I, I get them up, and they're getting ready to go to work. And uh, the guys will get their stuff that they had given the guys swinging tubs at night. And uh, we'll give them their stuff back, and uh, they get everything squared away. Um 
and they go out to work and, and do a normal day until they come back. And uh, then at 6 o'clock, we get the guys up. The whole crew is a, is a, is a, is a uh, uh, group. Uh, guys get up, get their stuff, get all uh, comfortable, and then we usually have um, devotion from 6.30 to 7, and then uh, they get the word of, word of God, and then at 7 o'clock they come over and eat breakfast, and uh, they can go about their day after that and hopefully do some productive things. Uh, we have, of course, after they get up, we have social services over there. It'll help the guys get uh, um, social security cards, driver's license, um, even birth certificates, some of them, they just don't have those things. Uh, so we have a bunch of different things the guys can get over there. They can do their laundry. Uh, we have uh, two washers, two dryers. Um, we have um, a little area where the guys can play some games and stuff. Um, it's just a, um, it's, it's, a, it's a nice community atmosphere. That's summed up what it is. Well, we're a 24-7 operation, and Correct. you describe pretty much in detail uh, why why we are and how we are a 24-7 mm-hmm. operation, and homelessness is, uh, unfortunately, a 24-7 uh, issue. What I wanted to ask you was, before you came to the Haven, uh, though, uh, as, as a, uh, a staff person, I think one of the things that impressed me uh, when I first saw you, uh, I wondered, who was the guy that was working in the at the picnic? And you were working with the with the horses, and uh, I don't want to get too graphic about it, but you were in charge really of kind of the cleanup. We had a we had a uh, kind of a corral, wasn't it, uh, where it was a corral, the yeah. kids could have uh, horse horse uh, rides yes. around? Yeah, and you were in charge of keeping that area clean. Yes, uh, behind the horses there. Yep. Yes, I did. <laughs> and uh, we're having a laugh on that. But here's my point. My point is, you're probably willing to do whatever. Uh, was asking me, and I think for me that made a, an impression upon me that you were basically willing to do about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I appreciate that, and uh, that said a lot to us as you then later became interested in being employed here. So um, I want to thank you for your spirit and your appreciate that. Well, you know, Brian, and sharing what Kurt said, and being in the ministry for five and a half years, obviously you have enormous opportunities uh, for ministry. And, and as you said, the, the men uh, can come in in off hours, you know, from 11 all the way up till early morning. Some are coming back from work, but others might not be uh, be doing too well, mm-hmm. and they might be coming knocking at your door. Why don't you tell me about some of the uh, ministry opportunities that you've had maybe recently um, that really uh, have spoken volume to maybe those individuals? Uh, one that just recently really uh, hit me hard was, um, uh, and I'm sure most of the people in the area know we're having a really large problem uh, with uh, opiate and heroin addiction in the area. And as uh, Christians and um, uh, just citizens, we're trying to figure out some ways to handle this, to uh, stop this. Um, This particular situation, it doesn't care who it is. It is a faceless killer. Um, But I did have an opportunity uh, a few weeks ago. I had two young men come in might have been 22, 23 years old. And uh, I was speaking to them a little bit. They come in off the street. They looked a little bit rough. And uh, they just wanted to get some clothes and leave again. Well, it was 2.30 in the morning. And I asked them, I said, boys, I said, what do you want to leave again for? And I started talking to them a little bit about Christ. I had a good idea what they were going to go out and do that night. Um, Started talking to them, uh, got them for about 30, 35 minutes. And I just kept talking and talking. One young man broke down and actually started crying. And uh, he, he, he knows who Christ is. Um, I believe that there's been times in his life when he's walked with Christ. And, it, and I told him, I said, if you have, I said, just stand up in the grace, son. Just walk in the grace. I said, Christ will do the rest. Well, I talked him out of leaving, and they stayed. And that morning, uh, both of the young men came up to me and said, thank you. We were going to go. Mm. And that could have been the last time that 
they used. It could have taken their lives, but the Lord spared them uh, once again. And I told him, I said, the Lord has a great plan for you, uh, and he will uh, keep drawing you as long as you uh, let him. Mm. So, yeah, really serious impacts on people uh, at the job we do it. Um, it's, it's, it's a job on a scale of eternity. These are souls. This is forever. Um, and that's the way that uh, we look at it. I'm glad you mentioned uh, about the job that unite because I think sometimes the visibility of the haven for some people is uh, the daytime, mm-hmm. and it's a whole a whole nother ministry or a whole opportunity to minister uh, during those nighttime hours. Uh, so I'm glad that you brought that up. Uh, I was going to mention my uh, I, w- I wanted you to share just a little bit about you're no stranger to adventure. No, both here at the haven which sometimes it can be. But also, before you came to the Haven, you had an interesting, I guess, hobby, would you call it? Yeah, it was a hobby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, are, you, are you okay with sharing it? Yeah, uh, I am. A uh, bit of that? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I, as a young man, I learned to fly, and I got into aviation, and um, I decided to start getting out of aircraft. And uh, I was a skydiver for 15-plus uh, years, um, had well over 1,000 skydives. And uh, actually had become quite addicted to the sport. Um, it had become my idol. And uh, the Lord, <laughs> through a trip to Ecuador, uh, and a little boy named Alex, uh, five years old, born blind, uh, pretty much without going through the whole story, pretty much told me that he had about had it with me. And uh, I came back home. My friends wondered what had been happened to me. They're like, what's wrong with you? Well, Christ had touched me and touched me real hard. like, And... Uh, Bottom line was I gave up skydiving for the Lord and I have never went back. Uh, it was a good time. Uh, now I'm just too old and too out of shape, and that is a, a story that I get to tell now. Um, <laughs> one neat thing that I would like to share, though, uh, my good friend Adam that I work with at night, he has uh, three beautiful children, uh, one on the way. <laughs> so number four is on the way, uh, actually, in the next couple of days. Um, I had some skydiving equipment left over that was so near and dear to my heart, and I'd sold most of it. And uh, I had a reserve parachute left, the container system that had come in, a helmet, and uh, a jumpsuit, which had probably come to the total of, if I was to buy it all brand new, probably about $2,100. And I took it over there, and I said, here, kids. This was last summer. And I watched them cut the lines off of it, and they made a tent. And I thought to myself, boy, Lord, when you take care of something, you take care of something. Mm -hmm. Because we're new creatures. And that's proof right there. And I just got such a kick out of the kids. And they love the stuff. His littlest one was walking around in my jumpsuit, had it all done up in the helmet. And But that's what the Lord does when he changes you. I had no more connection to that. Uh, Jesus is, is my Lord and my God. And uh, that's who I work for and worship and hope to do so till my last breath. Well, you know, Brian, just uh, hearing that and seeing how the Lord has impacted and touched your life and changed your life, you know, Kurt, we know uh, when you're in ministry, whether you're working first, second, or third shift, and it really ties into what you were just saying here, Brian, you're working with the team of men over there. You're mm-hmm. working, you mentioned Adam, and it's very important um, to have a good team. And I believe you guys got a solid team over there. I know when I come in in the morning time and you guys share stories with me, just how God is working, the ministry opportunities, uh, the the men coming in and maybe going back out and you guys encouraging them to stay back in. Uh, those are eternal those are very eternal decisions that these yeah. people are making. Yep. And I, I think, you know, from what, you, what you're saying here, Brian, is that, yeah, you have great frontline ministry there, but also working with your team is very important, too. 
we have a lot of fun here. Uh, the team does. I mean, it's uh, it's three guys. It's me, Adam Bloom, and um, Vinny Farkas. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a great team. We can communicate with each other. Um, you know, it's a it's a it's a spiritual connection. I mean, we are brothers in Christ, mm-hmm. and that's how we handle things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian, I want to thank you for being on the broadcast today. And uh, it's very interesting. The time always goes fast uh, when I'm talking to you. Uh, so there's a ton of other questions, but we'll. We'll have you back sometime uh, down the road. You were here, I think, uh, th- two years ago. I think you said two, three years ago. Two, three like years that, ago. Yeah. So maybe we can do it before the next three years. It would be nice. But anyway, uh, are there any prayer requests that you could share with our listening audience in terms of uh, uh, how they could pray for you or the night shift uh, night shift ministry? Yeah, um, prayer request would be this: is uh, number one, pray uh, that the Lord put a hedge of protection uh, around this whole ministry. Um, and uh, pray for the safety of all the folks who work here, and especially pray for the safety of the folks who have not chose to walk in here yet, and that they would come, mm-hmm. that they would uh, that they would just come in droves, and that we would be able to uh, share Christ with them. That is what we would like to be prayed for. And I'm going to tag on something to that. Uh, not only is the men's division uh, here around the clock mm-hmm. and working the night shift, but also the women's division is as well. Mm-hmm. And so they uh, also uh, have situations that they might encounter and also are ministering uh, during the night shift too. So I, I praise the Lord for both men's and the women's uh, division who uh, who are ministering you know, while many people are sleeping and, uh, and ha- keeping the the lights on and uh, or lights off in the nighttime use that metaphor but 24 7 really appreciate that so thank you thank you brian oh you're welcome